Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. How is everyone doing this week? I have a crazy story slash week t- to tell you guys about. This week, I don't know what it is, but it just seems like everyone has had the most crazy, stressful week ever. And it's so... It's crazy. It must just be the filming that just happened. <laughs> I think that's what everyone is saying as well, that it was the filming that's causing this. All this craziness, but basically... Um, recording this podcast from a completely different location from usual. So I am in Jacob's mum and partner's house just now and that is in Fife. I'm not usually in Fife, I'm usually outside of Fife and we're about about 40 minutes away. So the other day we had to, someone in my house got Covid but they were away and then they had to come back so we had to get out of there if unless we wanted to self-isolate and get in the risk of having covid again because absolutely not that was not a fun time i don't want to go back there <laughs> and i don't want to isolate for any length of time i mean the isolation period is now like five days if you don't have any tests that are um, positive on that time but i don't know how realistic that is if you have covid i don't know you know how long it takes for you to stop having positive lateral flow test so yeah I didn't want to risk it I didn't want to mess with that there's too much going on and there's you know too much to see too much to do so we were like get out of here right now it was meant to be working that night and I had to like call in and be like I can't come in I need to get out of my house right now <laughs> so yeah we came here and um, we're away to Tyree today because basically this house is, has no wi-fi and stuff like that it's super nice but there's just no wi-fi and it's really far away from everything, so we might and we were meant to go to Tyree the other week, and I didn't tell you guys about that because we ended up not going because the ferry was crazy and the the in the weather, and it was actually a bit dangerous, so we ended up not going. But we're going this week until Thursday, I think. So t- it's Saturday today, it's Saturday morning today, and we're just packing everything up and we're gonna leave after I've done this podcast. So yes, I've got just craziness. But yeah, so this is going to be life now, just trying to avoid COVID, just trying to run away from COVID. It's just so hard if because we, we live with a maximum of four people just now. So that's a lot of risk and everyone doing loads of different things. So very stressful. But, and to be honest, it's like the two people in the house have not had COVID yet and it's miraculous. So to be honest. um. So yeah, today I'm going to do, be doing my podcast on high intensity interval training versus moderate intensity interval training slash vigorous times moderate so exercise is it can be done at so many different intensities so we've got light moderate vigorous very very vigorous we've got you know all these sub levels of that but basically we're trying to argue whether or not which one which one is better for our health and is better for our physical well-being and this is a massive debate. If you've ever heard of like HIT versus, we could call it HIT, which is just high intensity interval training, um, versus steady state moderate activity. And there's a massive debate about that on whether HIT is better than moderate intensity interval training. And it's one that I think is quite controversial as well. So I looked at the research for you guys and I have quite a few studies here explaining the situation and I want to tell you guys because I think 
to know the best, most efficient way to exercise is very helpful, but very beneficial for you and for everyone concerned, especially when we're looking at the literature and not taking things from controversy. So last week, if you listened to my podcast, I had a kind of review of that documentary on Channel 5 and they said that HIT, so high intensity interval training, was the most effective way to exercise and you get the most benefits from it. And I want to kind of explore that point because I'm not sure that is, you can 100% say that. So that's what my initial reaction was telling me. So I decided to have a look at the literature see what's available on this topic and dive deep into it. And I'm going to share with you guys what I found and the truth about high intensity interval training versus moderate intensity steady state exercise. So first of all, let's do some definitions. So high intensity interval training is very, very high intensity exercise. So you're going as fast as you can, as full effort as you can, for maybe four to six minutes with maybe 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, that type of thing. So it's very, very, very high intensity for a very, very short period of time. And the argument is that this type of exercise is more efficient and better for you than longer intensities. So doing a half an hour, an hour of just steady state cardio where you would just, you know, maybe walk for that, like briskly walk or you would swim on a steady pace these types of things and I think this is an interesting one and it's really a lot down to preference as well so a lot of people really like high intensity interval training a lot of people really hate it and the same with steady state moderate intensity exercise so going for long periods of time not even necessarily long periods of time maybe just half an hour 20 minutes so there's a few studies that examine hit versus moderate intensity but I found quite a lot about vigorous activity which is very similar but it's not quite high intensity interval training so high intensity interval training is a type of vigorous activity and I want to kind of tell you that before we go into this so I think I've got maybe five studies to show you guys and I'm going to relay it in a way that's very easily understood. So the first type of study that I was looking at was by Foster et al in 2015 and they compared the effects of two HIIT protocols versus steady state training which was about 20 minutes that they did at maybe 50 to 65% heart rate max if you are interested in in that. So yeah so it was about 100% heart rate max for the hit intensity or that was the aim whether people go to that or not that's the the question so they kind of found that high intensity interval training was no better than steady state exercise um and this i haven't a counter argument to this but you guys are going to understand it when i talk more about the studies but this particular study in 2015 which was obviously about six seven years ago now so the research has maybe developed a little bit more since then, but there doesn't seem to be a crazy amount of up-to-date information on this and up-to-date studies on this. Probably because the answer was found quite a while ago and people have stopped researching about it because we found the answer. Um, but it's just kind of resurfaced and HIT is always this controversial topic. So they did two different HIT protocols and they found that they had very similar Impact. So there was significant increases in VO2 max and 
muscular endurance for each training group so for both training groups whether it was high intensity or moderate intensity as well as significant increases in peak power and wingate testing so that's another way of testing your physical fitness so they both found benefits and it's really there's different benefits from each one because they're training different muscle fibers and I want to kind of talk to you about that as well but of course two completely different types of exercise can't have the exact same result but what they kind of mainly say about high intensity interval training versus steady state is there is slightly different benefits from each one but they are both beneficial for your health and both in you know they have a good impact on your health there's no one that is incredibly amazing for your health when in comparison to another when it comes to this according to this study um, so the results suggested of the study that although high intensity interval training protocols are time efficient, they are not superior to conventional exercise training in sedentary young adults. So this was this is what this particular study found. I actually think it was quite an influential study at the time. But there is counter arguments to this, and there's not I didn't really find many about that was like this type of setup, which was really good because it was answering the exact question that I was asking. I'm going to put all the links to these below as well if you want to check out the studies. You probably don't, but in case you do, I'm going to put them in there as well. So another another study by Ether et al in 2019, so a little bit more up to date, was conducted on uni students. So it was a high intensity interval training and they basically found that a large significant group by time effect resulted for CRF and no I'm not going to bore I'm not going to bore you with that it's basically fitness and muscular fitness and moderate effect size was observed for more, all of these things so no significant intervention effects were found for body composition standing jump anxiety perceived stress blah 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 so they found that this hit training was more effective than any other type of training which is interesting because the other study said something completely different and these people did participants were required to attend to up to three hit sessions a week for eight weeks and it included a variety of aerobic and muscular fitness exercise combination lasting for eight to 12 minutes. So they, I mean, they tested for cardiorespiratory fitness and muscular fitness and body composition and they all found that to be increased by high intensity interval training. But I don't, they didn't do a comparison of long steady state exercise. So they concluded that high intensity interval training was incredibly good for your health, but they didn't necessarily compare it against long steady state. So from this study, really what was concluded is that high intensity interval training has very beneficial effects for your cardiorespiratory fitness and muscular endurance. So, you know, the efficacy and feasibility of delivering a HIIT programme in a university setting, they found that to be successful. But they also found that they actually enjoyed it. And I think this is a big thing with HIIT and this is why it's gained so much attention. It's because high intensity interval training can be enjoyable. And if you like sprinting and you don't like exercising for any length of time, I mean, high intensity interval training is perfect for you because... 
it's such a short amount of time and a lot of intensity and you can kind of push yourself through the intensity but I mean the intensity is meant to be absolutely brutal I mean you're not meant to be having a good time really so it's interesting that they say they enjoyed it because if you were doing it really you know the way you're supposed to you would not be enjoying it in the moment maybe reflecting <laughs> reflecting if you've ever done hit before you'll know that you did it properly you'll know that it's not fun in the moment it's absolutely brutal but it's just for such such a short period of time so you don't really feel like he did much and maybe that's on the reflection of that <laughs> so yeah this this one's interesting as well I got Another one here about, so they both, they just looked at vigorous, so this was in mice actually, which I wanted to include because I think it is important, but of course, human beings are not mice, or reduced to that type of complexity. Humans are incredibly complex individuals and animal studies can provide information, but not definitive answers, but I wanted to kind of put this in here as well. So in mice, it was shown to have both positive health outcomes on HIT and long intensity, but high intensity interval training had slightly more benefits, particularly with brown fat and weight loss and also diabetes management. So they've actually found this to be true in humans as well, that high intensity interval training can have benefits for weight loss just because of the incredibly high intensity that it puts on your body and it encourages your body to burn more fat essentially but you could argue, and there's also an argument that with high intensity interval training, it burns fat for longer after you've done it. You can argue that you burn less calories doing a high intensity interval training program because you'll be exercising for less amount of time. It depends on the program, depends on who you are. But generally, if you're exercising for longer periods of time, you're going to burn more calories. So technically, it's harder to eat those calories back but then we also have the problem of feeling hungrier and all these types of things so that that's a multifaceted issue but HIT has been shown to have this this difference in weight loss in, in beige fat and there's white and brown fat and they have different roles in the body um, but don't worry about that too much. Uh, but weight loss has been shown and they say diabetes management but that might just be because of the weight loss because diabetes is mainly caused by overweight and obesity so that might just have been because of that but the mice that was interesting because they were able to put them through really rigorous testing which found obviously these results but of course don't take take this with a pinch of salt because that was mice that did that but they concluded that high intensity interval training contributes a more favorable regulation of metabolic dysfunctions um in high intensity exercise obviously over long intensity so you could argue right now that high intensity interval training has had more benefits than long moderate steady state exercise but i'm going to i'm going to kind of conclude these studies in a bit and tell you a little bit about it and my opinion around it. <laughs> so a little systematic review from Swain and Franklin in 2006, obviously that was a wee while ago, but if you don't know what systematic review is, it's basically a large review of the literature that is available on a specific topic and produced in one format in which you can, you know, get all the information from one place. So these can be helpful when you're trying to answer a question. So Epidemiologic studies found benefits for accumulated energy expenditure performed at vigorous intensity, 
but not moderate intensity. So energy expenditure is essentially the amount of energy that you expend, so how many calories you burn. And of course, if you're doing vigorous intensity and high intensity run training, like I said, is different. Vigorous activity is, I'm going to talk to you more about what moderate and vigorous actually is and how you can look at it within your life. But vigorous activity isn't necessarily very, very short bursts of high, high intensity interval training. So hit and vigorous is a little bit different, but they are, are under the same umbrella. So yes, of course, vigorous intensity is going to have more calories burned than moderate intensity because vigorous intensity can be done for a period of time as well. It's not very, very short like HIT is. The epidemiologic studies that specifically controlled energy expenditure all found greater benefits at higher intensities. So again, this systematic review suggesting that high intensity interval training is more efficient and better for your health than long endurance. And clinical trials provided uh, complementary results wherein any energy expenditure between groups was held constant, so vigorous intensity was more beneficial than moderate intensity in altering cardio heart disease, coronary heart disease risk. So this was specifically for coronary heart disease, and they've looked at this quite a lot with vigorous activity versus moderate activity for cardiovascular disease, cardio, coronary heart disease, all these types of things. So that it's interesting that they suggest that as well because it can be a little bit dangerous. If you have heart disease and you're listening to this, don't just jump into physical activity. Please go and see your doctor, if you, especially if you're going to have really high intensity exercise. So they found that for cardiovascular disease, that vigorous activity was better than moderate which is, is interesting, um, but of course they're looking at it from an angle of cardiovascular disease, which is very specific um, and shouldn't really be applied to a, a whole kind of study population. Another study by Rankin, Rankin, I don't even know that's his name, <laughs> et al. in 2011, so they suggested that there's evidence that exercise intensity rather than duration or frequency is the most important available in determining cardio protection. So again, for cardiovascular disease and preventing cardiovascular diseases. And it's interesting as well that this is the case. Um, I think it's I think it's interesting um, due to the, the nature of cardiovascular disease, but that is another topic. So applying that evidence into practice so much, obviously taking into account a lot of different things. But this is interesting. I want to kind of show you what moderate and vigorous activity actually is in comparison to lifestyle so moderate activity would kind of be walking at quite a brisk place pace even cleaning heavily mowing the lawn cycling at a light effort badminton or tennis doubles and vigorous is more kind of like well I'll tell you a little bit more so uh, also things like for vigorous activity should, can be running, swimming, riding a bike faster on hills, walking up the stairs, sports, skipping, aerobics, gymnastics, martial arts. So what you're thinking vigorous activity might be is not necessarily the case. So I would have, you know, put swimming and that type of thing in moderate intensity, but not always. It's mainly seen as a vigorous activity. So we're looking at the benefits of vigorous activity from things like running and swimming, normal cardio, respiratory, sports, and moderate is more kind of like walking, 
you know, more lighter activities, but moderate intensity has definitely shown massive increases in your health. Like walking is a fantastic way to boost your health and make your make you healthier, absolutely. So do not forget about moderate intensity. But vigorous activities can be a very, very helpful way at increasing your health, like the literature has just shown. But in terms of high intensity interval training, as we've seen with increasing intensities, there is benefits, but they all have very different benefits. And both HIIT training and steady state training, like running, like swimming, that are actually seen as vigorous, have incredible benefits for your health. So although HIIT refers to very, very high intensity, benefits have been shown from vigorous activity more so than moderate. And the most important factor is that you enjoy the exercise you complete and that you can sustain it. But remember, you may be doing more vigorous exercise than you think. And I want to say that because I don't think people really see running, swimming, biking, walking upstairs and stuff like that as vigorous activity. I wouldn't really think people think that. But there you go. Like it, skipping is even seen as vigorous activity. And it's all dependent on the mets of the exercise, but that's too complicated to even think about. But the most important point in all of this is that you fully enjoy the exercise that you're doing, whether that's really high intensity, whether that's walking, whether that's running, whether that's swimming. It doesn't matter as long as you're getting moving. And I think maybe you could have a think about including more vigorous activity in your life because as it's seen, as this literature suggests that vigorous activity is more beneficial for for your health over so i'm going to kind of frame this in this way for time and efficiency vigorous activity is more beneficial for your health than moderate but there is also incredible benefits of moderate activity as well as light activity all activity is incredibly beneficial please do not just only do vigorous activity because a combination of light, moderate, vigorous and even hit if you want to is a really effective way to go around training and having an exercise program. So I would say that if you're looking at the most effective way to exercise, a very varied combination of different sports, of different ways of exercising, of different intensities, moderate, vigorous, vigorous, anything is a really effective way to go. And if you look at the guidelines for vigorous activity it is 75 minutes a week so it's not that much for vigorous activity at all so you could either do 150 minutes a week of moderate or 75 minutes of vigorous so if you look at it that way you know you are you're probably easier meeting the vigorous activity guideline but vigorous activity isn't necessarily easy Um, and if you prefer a moderate way of doing things that is totally fine as well my main thing that I want to get to you today is that there's no real gold standard of exercise it really is just what you can sustain and what you enjoy and this is a massive thing it's you know no one's doing a 10 bloody session hit hit program a week like nobody's doing that because it's horrible (laughs) because hit is really hard and I don't mind it actually it's not the worst way to exercise if I'm honest but I'm not it's not my favorite way to exercise definitely not like I prefer Uh, long distance steady state exercise and I also like sprints and stuff like that but I think doing a combination of all of these things is the best way to go because there's different benefits at every level different benefits for moderate different benefits for for vigorous 
and they all train different parts of the body, different areas, different muscle fibers. So a variation of this, try and get a large variety of different exercises, just surely out of enjoyment, to be quite honest, because, you know, doing one type of exercise for the rest of your life is not probably going to make you very happy. So what I would say to you is that movement is important no matter what intensity it is. Maybe use this podcast as a way to, you know, educate the fact that vigorous activity may be most effective for health, but if you don't enjoy it, you know, don't go crazy. If you swim, maybe you could just chuck a few sprints in once a week. You know, just don't do anything crazy, just whatever you fancy just sometimes maybe just push yourself a little bit harder than you would so a way that I can you can tell you're in vigorous activity you shouldn't be able to talk really it should be very difficult to talk this is called the talk test so moderate intensity should kind of be you can talk you know it's not really simple that you're sitting down but you should be able to talk and then vigorous activity should be it's quite uncomfortable for you to talk so you can use that as a way to determine whether you are in moderate or vigorous activity so I really hope you learned something from this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. Wish me luck on my travels today. I need to leave directly after this podcast, but I really hope you enjoyed it. I really enjoyed looking at the literature. Please let me know if you like this type of podcast because I think it's a really great way to relay information to you guys by getting the literature. I mean, most of the, I always it's always my podcast is always um, evidence based always, but a lot of the time. A lot of this evidence is already in my brain from my course and also all the research that I do on the side. So a lot of this stuff I already know, but with this hit, I really wanted to look at the research because I've learned a lot about health over the years, but I'm not incredibly um, hit. Sorry, I've learned a lot about hit over the years, but I'm not incredibly passionate about it. So it's not kind of stuck in my brain. So I wanted to make sure that the research that was there was right and that I was relaying the right thing to you guys so if you like this type of podcast where it's really research-based and I'll link the studies that I used in this podcast please let me know share this with anyone give it a like comment do anything with it share it as many people you can thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you all next week bye